Well, this is Richard C. Wilson of the Family Office Club. We've got with us today, uh, Dan. Welcome, Dan. Hey, Richard. How are you doing? Good, good. And uh, what type of investment firm do you run? Uh, so I run a, a multi-strategy, private equity, uh, family office, and we do some merchant banking. All right, cool. For those not familiar, what's the merchant banking model? How does that differ from other types of investment firms? Yeah, a lot of people say they're merchant banks and do stuff like that, but we really do have clients in the Fortune 50, and we really do co-invest our own money. So merchant bank back in the 1800s, you know, when the Rothschilds and those guys were doing it, they looked at it as they'd only bank the wealthiest, and they would co-invest, and it was the best of the best. So we're not out raising 25 grand at a time or you know, anything like that. It's um, our, you know, our clients are the best of the best and they'll stroke us a hundred million dollar checks. Right. Right. What's the, um, the types of investments that you guys make in terms of industry or size or asset type? So we're very agnostic. I think that's why I've stayed in business over 18 years and made so much money. Um, I, I started my business with the idea of if I met an investor and he told me if it was an energy guy and he wanted to invest into anything new that I would have a product for him. So when I started my firm, I lined up from multi-strategy credit, real estate, energy, corporate private equity. We've now met thousands of CEOs. We've done you know, almost 100 deals. And we do merchant banking deals when they're too big for our own checks and way out of the spectrum. So we'll need to bring somebody else in and, and, and take down that deal. Um, so with, within that framework, we look for opportunities and we were quick on our feet because we don't know where they're honestly you don't know where they're coming from next. And if you look at the biggest deals I've ever done, I never, I can't believe how I got into them and you didn't know they were going to develop that way. So to be in this business, I think in now and uncertainty, best people are the ones who are flexible and open-minded. They don't just do this, this way. You know? right. right. They're learning. We're learning, you know? Right. Right. makes sense. Um, what about right now during the pandemic or for this quarter, next quarter, what is the thing that at least right now with adapting to what's going on, you guys are looking for, you're most hungry for in terms of geography, asset class, size of deal. Is there a focus or are you guys staying open-minded and kind of keeping the ears open to the things going on right now? Yeah, we're, we're staying open-minded. There's certainly some asset classes that we're starting to think might never come back and we won't look at them in certain markets, right? Like they just, we're trying to, we're trying to more, X stuff off our list that just doesn't work in this, in this environment anymore and be open to, you know, things that we think do. And we've always been open anywhere geographically, especially if there's opportunity. Okay. And where are you based out of personally? I'm in Arizona most of the time. Um, I have three ch kids here, but then I have a place in Southern California um, in Orange County and I have a family, my family offices there as well. So I go back a lot between Southern California and Orange County. But now since I'm not traveling, I'm, I'm mostly just in Arizona close to my okay. kid in Phoenix or Scottsdale or uh, Chandler and Chandler. Okay, cool. It's a good place to and raise then, a family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great area. I've got some friends that live there. So what about your, uh, your number one piece of advice for someone listening, you know, over oh, doing a hundred deals, I'm sure you could do a full day workshop on advice you could give, but what's the most important thing that maybe people haven't heard a hundred times before, or maybe it's counterintuitive or it's been really um, essential for you. Survive in advance. You know, I was a basketball player in college. And when every game we went into, we just tried to put ourselves in a position to be successful with five minutes left. You know, if we're playing Duke or UConn. We just wanted to be in the game. So, and then we wanted to survive in advance. And then some, then you get to play for the big hits and you get to get rich in this business. But if you can't survive and you can't advance, <laughs> everybody wants to get to do the $100 million deal starting out. I was doing crap. 
and I still do crap if I have to. I have to survive in advance. I have to create value, and I have to turn things that have no value into value, or there's no role for me in this in this market. Right. I'm just trying to pick value off people. I don't know how you do that anymore. Right, 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 great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, and um, you know, no one else is. Uh, given that advice before, but um, I hope by watching a lot of these, those those watching, you kind of can pick together the common threads between what a lot of the investors are are looking for and advice you're getting. If anyone wants to get in I touch mean, with Dan, think about I mean, think about you as a business owner with your business. How many years right. have you just tried to survive, and how many years have you made a killing? Right. You have right. to stay alive to make that killing. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> so, so, so I tell my wife about uh, we we're looking to get in a. Uh, like a 1960 Stingray versus like a Tesla. And I said, well, there's not much more important in life than not dying and the computer, the computer and the car kind of thinking for you and putting on the brakes for you. That's pretty important probably. You know? <laughs> uh, so not to say you couldn't have uh, both if you're closing a hundred deals, but you know, uh, staying alive, surviving as you're putting it is pretty central to uh, success. Obviously I mean, I, at this only time. 20 companies out of 10,000 make over 5 million a year. Wow. I mean, the perspective and to make a million a year, a couple hundred. 10,000. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of people, mm. you know, so, but in our business, people, the successful ones take it all. It's like the fashion industry. 1% right. of the industry takes all the income. <laughs> so, right. That's the problem. You know, and then right. we have everybody left with what's left, you know, and, uh, right. We get you know, certain people dominate this industry. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like with uh, new tech and cloud and stuff, the uh, winner take all mentality is what people kind of assume will happen or, you know, the top three take the whole market is kind of what people place their Silicon Valley bets based on, which is not an area we focus on, but you're just seeing that more and more, it seems so. Um, you never yeah, get fired by investing. I mean, you never get fired by investing at the black zone. Right. right. Safe career choice. <laughs> you're going to be okay. Or Apollo right. or TPG or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I uh, appreciate you being on here. And I know you're on our discussion panel just last week and, um, you're always uh, candid and uh, straightforward and, and adding to the discussion. And I know you've spoken at some of our live events before as well. So happy to, to keep in touch as our live events come back sometime, hopefully this Q3, Q4, whenever we're allowed to. And then if anyone wants to get in touch with Dan to discuss uh, you know, a joint venture or a deal or a co-investment, just let our team know and we'll get you directly in touch with Dan. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks, Rich. Take it easy. Take care.